come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. And I'm all out of bubblegum. Standing up and speaking out, here's Hal Sparks. Okay, let me be completely honest with all of our listeners, all of our viewers at Infotainment Wars and at Newsmax, Newsmax.com uh, and uh, Twitch.tv slash Al Sparks, and to my dear co-host, Johnny Million, and to everyone working in Chicago, that normally, normally, I would want to be nowhere else but here with you guys doing this show. But right now, I am aching to get in my car... And drive to Arizona so that I can partake in not one, no, not one, but two. Uh, save America, MAGA, uh, stop the steal, um, Christ revival, and and cookout events it, happening simultaneously in uh, Maricopa County in Arizona. Uh, Matt Gates. And uh, his, his and his work wife uh, MTG um, are taking their show on the road, looking for a state that doesn't extradite. She's in Georgia. She's she's the uh, Northern District of Georgia, um, District One or Four. I forget. It's early. It's an early one. It's early in them handing out districts. She yeah. And uh, and the two of them are doing uh, like. I mean, how do you not want to go to that? I, you know, now that I've been vaccinated, I'm not f- afraid of these people at all. I mean, I, I mean, if you're around Matt Gates, you might want to. I, I guess, it, I, I guess, yeah, yeah. I guess there's always that uh, antibiotic resistant strain of gonorrhea that would be at issue. I suppose, but <laughs> that would be that would make me a little that would make me avoid the buffet and the handshake line, but. <laughs> But but yeah, so not only is there this ongoing ridiculousness in, uh, and here, uh, this is, can I just venture into the realm of conspiracy theories right now for a second? Can I, in, in my own, because, huh? Yeah. Um, oh my, when my window's open and it's putting a weird light on my Columbo shirt. Um, so today, so I, yeah, I've been obviously in a detective mindset lately in high chat room, uh, so I'm, I'm just. This is a hypothetical. And for the for the uh, YouTube overlords, I in no way endorse what I am about to say as an actuality. I'm just saying that it, it, there's a certain point where, if you're like, I think there's a murderer loose in the neighborhood, and the way you, no one believes you, you go knocking on everyone's door, and the way to show them that there's a murder in the neighborhood as you start digging up your own backyard. Look, his body's all over the place. I told you guys, nobody listened. I don't know where he is. He must be, he's roaming around the bushes somewhere. But look, everywhere I dig in my yard, there's another corpse. You know, um, it, would, it would strike everyone as odd, right? Um, and it seems that everywhere that the, um, the, uh, stop the steel crowd has had some sort of major freak out about the you know the the vote counting or whether dead people or zombies were voting or zombie underage children. Um, I guess all children are underage. I, we'll have to get Matt Gates on the line. He's our resident expert. Yeah, he's. A, yeah, uh, well, I guess I, I I suppose in some cases with those folks. Um, 
some children are overage. You know what I mean? So, all right. So, um, everywhere they seem to look like, uh, Republicans run stuff everywhere that they seem to be freaking out that their vote was stolen. And so, you know, like they Antrim County is the big one in Michigan, right? That is a county that Trump wins hands down every time, you know, in like by 70, you know, it's 70, 30. The reason they knew there was fraud was because Biden was winning it. Right. This is this. I, I think this story is the one that makes the hair on the back of my neck stand up and make me go, wait a minute. What, what, what it could be back back your conspiracy up a little bit, because I think you're saying almost the opposite. Um, during my live stream of all of Mike Pillow's movies, some of you who have tuned in will notice that there was one part where we were all kind of going, damn, he's got some evidence there. There might be something to this. This might be a real thing to consider. Was it Georgia? No. Was it, uh, Maricopa County? No. Was it, uh, Michigan? Well, no. Was it Pennsylvania, Wisconsin? Nope, neither one of those. No, thank you. It was his expert from Texas um, who came in and said that Texas's votes get bounced to Europe and back, and he went to the state and federal authorities and tried to warn them. If you'll recall, Trump was way down in Texas and still won it by a lot. So uh, obviously you can see the flop sweat start to appear on Mike Lindell's forehead during this segment where he's like, wait, wait, wait a minute, they don't use Dominion machines and Trump won. So how can that be? Oh, and this guy was literally just, this is the worst fraud in the whole nation. The Texas is the worst. And, he, and, and you could almost see kind of in Mike Lindell's eyes, him just doing the no, 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 no. And, and the same thing kind of applies to all the places they go. So Antrim County is the big place in Michigan. Trump was supposed to run away with this county. And in the middle of the counting, where they were taking in their mail-in votes and picking up the votes that, would, that were put in drop boxes in the state and the like, and bringing them in, legitimate, good old-fashioned voters. When they canvassed, they found everybody who voted, voted. But in Antrim County, they were losing. Uh, Trump was all of a sudden losing, and they went, this is fishy. This, there's no way Trump is losing in this Trump-loving uh, county. And the guys who, you know, went and looked into it were local electoral officials or whatever. And the, the fraud that they are saying occurred involves the deletion of the, uh, I, I guess the, I don't know if it's like the election counting Roll. It's not the electoral. That's the state stuff. But in the county itself, like the chain of evidence thing about who ran ballots through and and the tabulation forms are all gone. They were all erased. And in the and in the minds of these right wingers, that proves that Biden wasn't supposed to win that county, that they stopped it and they managed to save this county for Trump. And. After they, quote unquote, saved this county for Trump, the details of that save were deleted from the machines, which would make one think that if there was any kind of fraudulent behavior or people monkeying around with the stuff behind the scenes in this Trump friendly county run by Trumpian maggots, that if the 
result was by the vote, Biden was winning. And then in the middle of the night, they went, wait a minute, that doesn't feel right. And they went in and they messed around with, oh, my God, my cat just broke into my room. That's amazing. Hi, Murph. Just come on in and meow. That was I, I literally thought my, my girlfriend was coming in to tell me important news and the door just opened. <laughs> it was closed. It was probably locked, too. It's creeping me out. Anyway, so um, if you would think that there was fraudulent behavior here in a normal universe, you would go, oh, look, this right wing little county decided they didn't like the idea that there were more voters going the other way and decided to throw it for their guy. I mean, in a normal election cycle, that would be the outlier. Antrim County would be the county that everybody goes, wait a minute. These guys monkeyed around them in the system and threw the vote to Trump. Right. And then deleted all the records. Right. That's like if, if this was reversed, if Trump had been ahead, it was a Biden friendly county and they came in and they, you know, stopped it. When, oh, that doesn't seem right. They messed around for a little while. Oh, okay, cool. All right, now he's ahead by a thousand votes. And then they erased all record of that transaction happening. I mean, you would expect something along the lines of what you're seeing in Maricopa County now in that county, right? You would go, oh my, the the right-wingers would roll in and go, holy crap, the the townsfolk who were, were voting for our guy, but the the elites in town shut it down and fixed it and then erased all records therein. Well, the exact opposite happened in Maricopa, in, uh, in Antrim County. And in Maricopa County, one of the things that we keep hearing from them uh, is this magic. There's two numbers that you'll hear magically in the right wing circles, uh, in the maggot circles about the election. The number 17, 17%, and which is also the number for Q, And 300,000. There are 300,000 missing ballots or 300 ballots that aren't missing that shouldn't exist. They go back and forth, but it's that number, 300,000. And then 17% um, uh, discrepancy in in the voter rolls. Which, again, if things were reversed... And the Qs thought they'd been stolen, that they that the 17% would be the number that the Q people who were manipulating the election would make their guy win by. You know what I mean? Like, it just, it clicks into their weird fixation so perfectly. And I was looking, I've looked everywhere for the 300,000 vote thing and the 17%. I've been looking everywhere for like, where is it in, is it Maricopa County? Is it, it, it because... They'll say Georgia 300,000 votes, and then they'll say Pennsylvania 300,000 votes, and then they'll say in Michigan, whatever, 300,000 votes. That is not the margin of win and loss in those states by any measure. But that is the number that they, they bring up. It's from one source, allegedly, but it's now being used by all of them to basically describe any area that they have a problem with. They are mixing and matching these numbers and just letting it hang. Just uh, like that's a, yeah, I mean, George, I mean, Philly. I mean, it was Antrim County. Like there were 300,000 votes missing in Wisconsin. There was in, in, in Maricopa County, they're going to find 300,000 that they just, it, there's such a nodding uh, cult-like festival of, of these folks all over the country, just sort of circulating their agreement that no one amongst them is even beyond the cyber ninja stuff, which we'll get to after the break 
is even checking amongst themselves, going, guys, if you're going to say the 327,000 votes, that's this county or this city, that's Fulton in Georgia, it's not anywhere else. And somewhere else is 27,000 and then somebody else. But the problem is, is that you can't sell the algorithm storyline, which is what they're saying, that it was fixed overseas or whatever. You can't fix that without a constant. If it varies too much, then it's clearly not an algorithm. It's, it, you know, it's voting. It's human beings. <laughs> so anyways, we'll, we'll take a break. I want to, um, there, there is a religious angle to this, which is quite curious because th- there are people prophesying the return of Donald Trump as, a, a, you know, in lieu of Jesus Christ for August. Which, by the way, which means our late August, early September shows will be the funniest so far, I have no doubt, as we replay, like watching the movie 2012 in 2013. <laughs> we'll be on it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And now they're they're going, I don't even do dates anymore, which God is working on his own time. You mean like in the in terms of the billions of years? What do you mean? Anyways, we'll be back right after this. It's the House Parks Radio program, Mega Worldwide on WCPT Radio, Chicago's Progressive Talk. We're here every Saturday, 773-763-9278. Is there maybe there's a maggot out there that can describe to me what the actual actual is in this? Because the more you look at it, the more it falls apart. We'll be back. People say puffiness and under-eye bags are the hardest things to get rid of. Till now, introducing Genucel Plant Stem Cell Therapy from Chamonix, specifically targeting eye puffiness and bags. Genucel is incredibly powerful. Natural serum, they guarantee you'll see results in as little as 12 hours or your money back. Listeners see a dramatic improvement in just two weeks. A true Chamonix classic, Genucel contains eight extra ingredients to significantly reduce the appearance of bags and puffiness. Plus, Genucel uses patented plant stem cell technology to improve longevity with brilliant long-term results. Save big right now on Genucel's risk-free introductory offer. Go to lovegenucel.com slash Stephanie, promo code Stephanie at checkout for an extra 10% off. That is love, G-E-N-U-C-E-L.com slash Stephanie. You'll also get the amazing Zotique Deep Correcting Serum free when you order the most popular package today. Chamonix, the best skincare, best results are your money back. Lovegenucel.com slash Stephanie. That is lovegenucel.com slash Stephanie. That code is Stephanie. Now let's get back to Hal Sparks Radio Program, Mega Worldwide. <laughs> so um, as, as these folks gather in Maricopa County and, and drum out Republicans who are, who've been elected to office, who are being told regularly that the election that they were elected in was completely fraudulent and thrown by, you know, China and Germans and, and Venezuelan debt, ghosts of Venezuelan hackers. <laughs> um, yeah, and aren't just like regular citizens asking to be appointed to the um, a bunch of different roles? roles inside of Arizona government. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, they uh, they overtook a school board there and then just voted themselves in and then voted out, you know, critical race theory, which wasn't being taught. It was just like regular diversity training, like anti-bullying stuff, which is not look. You might have issues with critical race theory. It's a it's more like a college level theory on whether or not race exists. And if it does, should it be the primary uh, definer of a human being? And it argues yes, which is creepy. Um but that's not what diversity training is. That's not what anti-bullying stuff in school is. Those are wholly different things. And as a matter of fact, 
critical race theories in a lot of ways is diametrically opposed to diversity and uh, and inclusion in those ways, which is the ironic part of it, because and I think that's why they're trying to fuse it together, because they're trying to dirty up the diversity and inclusion and non-bullying stuff with the critical race theory, like in the same way that you go like. Uh, roads are Marxist, right? They have nothing to do with Marxism, but you know people are you know wary of Marxism. So if you can tag Marxism to any social program or situation that's just general democratic taxation, thank you very much. Um, if you can tie it to Marxism, there's a, half of the people will go, oh, good Lord, that sounds terrible. Yeah. I, I am no longer pro-road, right? So it, when they have nothing, nothing to do with anything. All right, so um, over the uh, the... I guess last what is it month I guess while Matt Gates has been you know running scared during this uh, this increasingly bad news cycle for him um, his his buddy uh, Joel Greenberg you know is basically turning on him and turning in other people and it, they think that they're going to be able to talk this stuff away that it's going to be his word against mine. And that's that. That's Matt Gates's argument, right? That he's he said this, and I said I wasn't there, and they said I was there, I say I wasn't there, and that'll be that. And we'll just argue it out, and politics will save me. Trump style politics will save me. Well, there's I have bad news for Matt Gates. There is a reason why Donald Trump doesn't use email, does not use Venmo, and does not in any form or fashion uh show his taxes to anybody or his payments, his his monetary, you know, like his bank accounts to anyone uh, uh, without a court order you know, first. Yep. Like there, nothing is voluntary. And, and anytime they ask for it, you fight it tooth and nail all the time for the exact same reasons that Matt Gates is in trouble. It, he but he's just eliminated. Now, Matt Gates grew up in a different generation. Where you Instagrammed your crimes and you and you used you know all the technological things available to you, and I could just swipe right and commit a, a, a state felony, right? And <laughs> and in in this case, that is exactly uh, what is happening. Now, some of you may recall that during the uh, the interview that Matt Gates gave with Tucker Carlson in his immediate, like, run on Tucker and clean yourself up, which is apparently the methodology right now. You just race to Tucker's show, and he will let you, uh, you know, bask, wash himself with your show, right? And at one point in it, he brings up that uh, you'll recall, uh, Tucker, that I had dinner with you and your wife and a, and a, and a, a friend, a girlfriend of mine, and now they're trying to get her to turn state's evidence. And you'll recall it. Okay. And then we find out later that apparently that wasn't Tucker's wife. What? And, uh, she, yeah, she, she was out at their regular house and he was staying in town at the apartment that the network, I guess, gets him, you know, so that you have those two places so you can live and work. Like you have a house in Connecticut or whatever that is. And you work in Manhattan. You're gross enough to, to cheat on your partner. Yeah. You also have friends who are chill with you cheating on your partner, so you go out and have effing dinner with them with your side piece? Well, yeah, that's the – I mean, when it's Matt Gates, I mean, like he's literally going to bring someone worse. Whoops, we lost Johnny Million. Uh, Skype has been acting very weird on his end. Um, I will dial him back, and you guys unfortunately will probably hear the – 
the, the Skype song playing in the background while I, while I bring him back in. Um, the, the curious part for me of the entire, uh, and we'll, we'll bring uh, the Skype music in. Boom, bing, boom. Oh, it's a lovely song. I like it. Is he there? Come back. I, I really do. I feel like Johnny's going to come back with us. I think he's going to be here. And, and, uh, as he restarts, can you hear me? We can hear you, Johnny. So yeah, yeah, I can yeah. Hear you. Good. What happened? Um, I don't know. It just kind of blanked out. It just freaked out. So yeah, you you froze and you looked like this. Well, that's how I look a lot. Hold on one second. Let me bring you back on screen because you were you were being hidden. Um, so uh, um, so what you just now, been saying was like, if you're friends with Matt Gates, you're like, uh, he's not going to mind. He's a piece of trash. He'll cover for me. I mean, that's that's yeah. literally the operating. You know, it's it's like this bros before hose attitude that they <laughs> clearly have. You know what I mean? Yeah. You're familiar with the vernacular phrase in that. And, and he's, that is totally a dude who has said that to Joel Greenberg. Like one of them has said that phrase to the other at some point. Ironically. I, I, yes, I will. I would bet the farm on it. So, um, did Murphy come in again? Huh? Did what? Sorry. He looked at the door like Murphy was coming in. No, no, no. The door is just, you know, creepy open. I was actually just looking at the chat in terms of this, but also that, um, so he brings up this woman uh, that he's that he had dinner with uh, Tucker and an as yet unnamed other woman, other woman. Mm. And Matt Gates says, well, we had dinner and you'll recall. And now they're trying to get her to turn on me for some sort of pay for play scheme, which was an unforced error on his part, bringing up a scandal that had nothing to do with what was on there. I, I, I feel like. Uh, let me. We got to. We have to take a break in about a minute. But can we just readdress? Looking back at the current state of affairs and how bad this is going to go for Matt Gates and how like how rough it went this week. The two two nuggets he dropped on the Tucker Carlson show that have turned out to be a nightmare. Like are 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 amazing that you would even. You're already in trouble. Why would you bring this up? And then on top now of that, who is going to go to bat for this guy? Oh, MTG man, they're touring the country. They're misunderstood. They're only being there. Hey, Johnny, you don't understand the the big big tech and the big media and big Democrat and big voter and big government and big FBI are going after these people not because they're criminals, not because they're un-American, not because they're undermining and and uh, and destroying the trust that they have with their constituents. No. They're doing it because they were they love Donald Trump, mm. and they're being attacked by Orange Man Bad. That's why. Orange Man Bad. <laughs> That's. I mean, can't you see it? We'll be back right after this. This is Tom Hartman, and you're listening to the Hal Sparks Radio Program, Mega Worldwide. So, folks, let's go back in the way back machine to the 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 very the first day that the Matt Gates story broke, and he made a beeline straight over to Tucker Carlson's show to do this cleanup. And in that interview, he said a couple of things that were that seemed at the time, especially, not a lot of people jumped right at it, 
But I myself, while I was live streaming it, and we were, you know, many people who watch this stream know this at twitch.tv slash Park. Don't forget to subscribe. If you have Amazon Prime, you can do it, and it doesn't cost you a dime. Thank you. Um, that while we were watching this, he brings up, on the one hand, that there was this bribery scheme. Right? Remember that, Johnny? There was, he was being, but they were oh, trying yeah, to. He was being uh, extorted. He was being extorted. Blackmailed. That's right. By a guy who was going to do him a political favor in exchange for money that his dad would loan the guy who his dad would then get the money back. I have never seen a blackmail or bribery loan scheme where we'll you. Talk of a person being wired for a federal agent discussed publicly. Yes, that's right. Yeah, that they, they, they write it out and it like, you know, usually at the very least, if you do get a note, it's it's cut out of, you know, People magazine articles and it gives the people back at Quantico something to do as they like look up at the, see if there's any saliva in the glue behind it. Like, oh, I licked it absentmindedly like a stamp. Mm. Um, so he brings up this and that whole scheme, that whole story is just it's just beautiful garbage. It's just wonderfully ridiculous. We covered it a couple of weeks ago on the show when we broke down the basis of that um, entire idea. But basically, he was being offered a, a help by someone in exchange for temporary money, for his dad loans money. Like, we'll help your son get out of this very real trouble if you give us money to do this other thing. And the political ramifications of him helping us, we'll make sure that he's on the plane when we fly this guy back from Iran who's been a, a hostage there, and that'll get him so much po- oh, positive publicity. I forgot about this. And wasn't the guy, like, long dead? Yeah, he's been dead for two years. But <laughs> but they still believe they still believe he's alive, and they want $25 million. You're going to have to pay this guy, and then this guy, and then these people, and then this group of well, rebels. It's going to cost and, a lot just to bring him back to life. Well, yeah, and then the resuscitation. Um, right. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you have to go to Bill Gates's house and get one of the med beds that he uses alien technology for that is clearly, you know, run on sure. on uh, adrenochrome. I don't know. The whole plot seems very strange. But so <laughs> so in this the, and that that story really stuck out to me. But the other one was, of course, this dinner where Matt Gates says they're you know, you'll recall that they're going after a an ex-girlfriend of mine. We had dinner together, me and you and your wife. Uh, who wasn't your wife, but we'll pretend. And they're going after her in regard to this pay-for-play scheme, which had nothing to do, like, none of us knew about that part of it at all. Like, that wasn't part of this. This wasn't, the discussion was simply about this dude, Joel Greenberg, making fake IDs, driving girls or flying them across state lines or the Bahamas. Now, I remember when I was a crappy kid, and I was in trouble for something, I would fess up for something for a lesser charge. Yes. I would say, well, I did do this. Right. I did break the vase, but I, <laughs> but at least I peed in it first. I did not pee on the floor. <laughs> I, was, I was peeing in the vase, and it slipped because my aim is bad. Dad, listen, back up. Hold on. Let me let me get out the whiteboard. This is going to take some work. All right. So <laughs> in this, he brings up this weird side story, which is in and of itself, under normal circumstances, the reason why a a, a state representative, uh, you know, from Florida or some other state would get dumped from office. 
by itself without the other having sex with a minor uh, child sex trafficking, you know, plying underage girls because uh, with uh, with drugs and alcohol. Because remember, one of the primary stories in this is that Matt Gates and Joel Greenberg and uh, a couple of their other buddies uh, shared uh, invited under girls they knew to be under 21 to a hotel room, gave them alcohol and drugs, and then tried to get them to have sex with them. And when when they the girls weren't interested, they went into uh, the Joel and Matt supposedly went into this room with this girl who was previously 17, now 18. Uh, whom they had had sex with before, and we're going to have sex with her again together. This is part of the story that Joel Greenberg is supposedly telling, and that was showed up in some of the texts that they were talking about. That's awful enough. Even even if Matt Gates skates on the idea of like, no, 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 I didn't have sex with that girl till she was technically eighteen. I looked it up, even though his buddy was making fake IDs. It's just creepy. But he also was present. Contributing to the delinquency of a minor is one thing, but. You can also get in equal amounts of trouble for giving alcohol to a 19-year-old. And that's, uh, that's uh, and beyond the illicit drugs aspect of it, right? So there's a lot to unpack in this that is right within that thing, right? He could still, there's plenty of Tucker to go around if you're just talking about all the creepy stuff that's in there, right? Then he throws this weird thing that ha- apropos of nothing into the conversation and uh, and it it perked up my ears and I, a lot of other people were like you what now and what really ran away with the storyline though was that he, that that probably wasn't Tucker's wife that ended up eating the news cycle about this whole thing well turns out the woman he was referring to is a uh, is a Capitol Hill staffer and um Ooh. oh she, we know yes we know who she, this is uh, yes, we do. We do now. But she um, is uh, currently right now, according to uh, sources, uh, this is a, from, a, I think, a Waypo article, or CNN is reporting this. Uh, the woman, a former Capitol Hill staffer, is seen as a critical witness as she has been linked to Gates as far back as the summer of 2017, a period of time that has emerged as a key window of scrutiny for investigators. She can also help investigators understand the relevance of hundreds of transactions that have uh, obtained, they have obtained re- records of, including those involving alleged payments for sex, the sources said. News of the woman's willingness to talk, which has not been previously reported, except by Matt Gates. <laughs> Did, am, I, am I the only... CNN, am I the only one that noticed... The, Matt Gates is the first person, the first person to mention this woman possibly cooperating in a pay-for-play scheme and with knowledge of this other stuff was Matt Gates. All right, so, uh, which is not really, it comes just days after the Justice Department formally entered a plea agreement with Joel Greenberg, a one-time close friend of Gates. Uh, citation needed. I, I, I still think they're like this, and, this, <laughs> and that's Matt. Needed. Um, uh, yeah, whose entanglement with young women first drew the congressman into investigators' radars. You know, there are new signs of investigative activity, too. After sources had recently told CNN the FBI was mostly done gathering evidence. Mostly done. One person... Oh, look who knows so much. He's only mostly done. Um, one person familiar with the matter said that federal investigators have sought information from new witnesses as recently as this month including communications and payments from a group of men that included Gates and Greenberg. A group of men. 
gross. Uh, uh, so, um... Uh, sent my boyfriend a link to the Matt Gates news, and he said, I hope his ex-girlfriend is being interviewed by the feds in the presence of her legal guardian, and I fainted. <laughs> um, this, this is amazing, right? And so what is Matt Gates doing? Matt Gates is taking a, a page out of the Trump playbook. If there is any part of Trumpism that survives his presidency, and it won't be policy, it won't be no. Anything. It'll be crisis denial, right? And and using PR as your first wave of attack. That get out, get out in front of as many. We are in such. And by the way, for the record, I blame branding. I think the movement towards branding uh, from a from the marketing level to the personal level through Instagram and social media over time where uh, the aspects of your personality that you can monetize are the only ones that matter. And therefore, the goal is not to go, well, this is my professional life and this is my personal life, but to make all parts of your life professional in that regard. And so everybody is always selling every aspect of themselves to a, a, an ever um, growing niche of people. Because there are enough people in the world that if you just market to lunatics, you'll never skip a dessert the rest of your life. And, uh, and that's what Matt Gates and Marjorie Taylor Greene are effectively showing us. It's what, it's what the Maricopa County and the Antrim and the Fulton County stuff and, and Philadelphia and all these things that the, the right wing chasing this around. That's what that's showing us is that you can narrow cast to an increasingly fervent group of lunatics who, to them, the elections are like Comic-Con. They're just LARPing their, this idea of a character, you know, this patriot character that's not patriotic at all. It's just they wear the garb. You know, they don't actually fight crime. They just wear the crime fighter outfit and, and try to make you think, well, you basically, you look good, Gary. That kind of thing. <laughs> um... So, <laughs> you know who I'm talking about. I can see them trying to hype each other up. Dude, you look great. You look, you look good. No, you look good. Get outside your head. No. Yeah. No, no, no. It, it, this is, no, no, no. It, it kind of reminds me, you know, the third Spider-Man in, all right. <laughs> okay. Not the movie. The oh, yeah, third I one. I know in, the camo doesn't work so well on the courthouse <laughs> steps. Yeah. But. Yeah. Dude, what a great idea. Your camo looks like steps. <laughs> I went home and I painted these like like stripes wow. across my outfit and put a slight gradient on it so I can stand there, you know. <laughs> I cover myself in mud and lay in a neck in a ditch like Rambo with a buck knife. So um, this is uh, we got to take a break. Um, but the the other side of this dynamic duo right now, beside Matt Gates, who is obviously touring the country. To gain, you know, to protect himself from the reality of the stuff he's going to be facing, which he absolutely will, with this, by trying to uh, grind himself into this crowd, like just fall into this crowd of zombies, so that if you go anywhere near him, you'll get bit, which is why he's going to Maricopa County, is why he's following these folks. He's using them as their crazy, like a layer of crazy protection. That's right. He, he's using them as human shields. That's what that. That's what he's doing with all this stuff. 
Marjorie Taylor Greene, same stuff, but it's a softer relevance issue. We'll talk about that when we come back because she's now leading what's effectively the anti-vaxxer crowd. She is the she is if if anti-vaxxers have an official representative in the Congress, it's Marjorie Taylor Greene. We'll be back right after this. It's the House Park Radio Program Mega Worldwide on WCPT Radio, Chicago's Progressive Talk. You're listening to House Parks Radio Program, Mega Worldwide. That is true, and that shows taste and breeding on your parts. And I appreciate you tuning in every weekend to listen to us uh, try to sort out the narrative in this story between <clears throat> between Matt Gates and Joel Greenberg and the creepiness of, I, I don't know, maybe it's something in the water in West Palm Beach, you know, I, you know maybe it, it, I, I can't actually, I mean, I think he's from the Tallahassee area where I just was. And by the way, tonight uh, they are, um, for anybody who watched the Twelfth uh, Night performance that I did, um, they are re-streaming it tonight. Um, if you had a ticket before or you want to get a ticket, um, the southernshakespearecompany.org, um, you can go to their website and it's uh, it will live stream. You can watch it anytime between 7.30 tonight and 7.30 tomorrow. I'm going to be doing a live stream at 8 o'clock Pacific time, uh, my time here, just basically showing it um, and kind of What's that site again? Southern Shakespeare. Uh, uh, let me make sure I'm getting it absolutely right. Southern Shakespearefestival.org. So you can watch that. That's tonight uh, through tomorrow. You can watch it at your leisure if you get a ticket. If you had a ticket before, you can watch it for free anytime during that time if you'd watched it before because there were, I think, a couple of minutes. They had a problem with the stream at the very beginning, so the opening scene of it was cut in half. Or a couple of minutes were taken off, like 12 minutes. So, yeah. Um, so there you go. That's tonight. Um, and having just been in Tallahassee, I feel like I had, you know, and I... Ooh, you're I didn't just flash page. You look fabulous. Thanks. In my in my tights and my mm-hmm. copies. Um, well, you had some kind of, um, like, kilt-looking thing on in this shot. Yes, I have a skirt and, and um, what, what's... I'm in, I'm in yellow stockings and cross-gartered. Um, oh, and that thing, I'm, that's my Malvolio outfit. That's the picture. I just looked up what you're talking about. Um, there are oh, several okay. pictures. Yeah. Um, I get very colorful by the end. Mm-hmm. Oh, there are the tights with the little purple ribbons. Mm-hmm. Oh, indeed there are. Um, and there's me doing uh, Van Halen splits in front of, uh, the, yeah. <laughs> so um, that's tonight. And having been in Tallahassee, and, Johnny, have you ever been to Tallahassee? You've been to Florida. I don't think I have. You've been to Florida, right? I have. Yes, you've been to, let me guess, uh, Orlando, Miami. Orlando uh, and Tampa. Okay, there you go. Orlando and Tampa. <laughs> that was my other guess, right? Pretty normal. There is no, um, uh, there, there is nothing even close to a similarity between Tallahassee and Tampa. They are from wholly different universes. And the reality is mm. everything you think about Florida and what you picture in your head about Florida, South Beach, Disney World, Key West, beaches, uh, giant herds of sharks during the summer of uh, 1983, going up and down the coast eating swimmers, that, all that stuff, that's not what it's like in Tallahassee. Uh, Tallahassee is in the part of Florida that's, that I call lovingly, and many other people do, I suppose, too, uh, Florabama. 
which is uh, it might as well be southern Georgia or Alabama. It's basically the same kind of territory. It's the same kind of uh, folks. It's it's much more similar to those areas than it is to the rest of the state. And that's where the capital is. And that's where, you know, the DeSantis's and the Gateses of the world live. This is their primary and that's their view of it. They view the real Florida is Florabama. The rest of that stuff is tourists and Cubans and and Hispanic people that they'd rather not hang with. Right. And, And and that's why you look at who runs the place, considering, you know, the 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 number of like. Uh, like the culture down there and the number of old people down there. And you always seem to end up with some dude who looks like he runs uh, a used car dealership in, you know, in the middle of Tennessee. Right. Or is a or, or in the case of, uh, of uh, what's his name? Scott um, of him, you know, he, he just looks like a mortician or something. I don't, I'm quite <laughs> sure. So anyways, there you go. Um, in this, uh, you know, they, it makes a lot more sense as a college town, as a, as the town where all the, the, the governmental business is done, that it is sort of di- divorced from the rest of the state in a lot of ways in their attitude, you know, and, and it's easy to lock onto the laissez-faire kind of aspect of beach life and stuff that there might be a, a seat of Trump voters or right-wingers down there, but it's been a swing state for a long time because it's mo- it's a very get-along-to-go-along state in, mm-hmm. in most cases, except up in those areas where, like I said, it has a lot more in common with Alabama and the like. And, and you have a lot more of these bro types like him there. And then you've got... Um, so it's not surprising that he's he's got... Well, he's, you know, he's dressing up in these kind of like Ivy League suits, you know, that make it look like he, you know, he's a Yale student because that's how he dresses normally. Um, you know, no socks, loafers. Uh, uh, yeah, tapered, I don't like his look at all, man. Tapered pants, giant head. Right. Um, uh, he looks like a he looks like a male Bratz doll. But, you know, it's why he went to Wyoming and thought he could fit in. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. You know what I'm talking about. All right. I'm not wrong. So, uh, in, in this, I just didn't expect a Brett's reference at that moment. It, it got me good. All right. Well, that's the goal. So, uh, let's not forget that Matt Gates, Marjorie Taylor Greene are going to this, you know, uh, fight the fraud, stop the steal audit thing in Maricopa County, uh, with, with Paul Gosar, who is one is Right now, I would say the single creepiest member of Congress, and that's saying Paul a lot. Gosar? Paul Gosar. That's a high bar, dude. Yeah. Um, watch him speak in any committee hearing. It, it, there's a lot of creepiness going on. I'm not even like like I'm Ted Cruz is creepy, but relatively harmless. You know what I mean? Like I, I don't know mm-hmm. anyone who is is afraid of Ted Cruz, right? And not this and the same thing of Matt Gates, you know what I mean? It like it fighting it, it, you know, like if you got into a situation where it, it just seems like it's like being overpowered by a lollipop, I suppose, in those moments. I don't know that it would worry you. But Gosar looks like one of the characters in Manhunter who was, you know, that they were interviewing about a series of murders. He just he's a very like 
he, it's just his mannerisms, his way he speaks, and his obviously white supremacist leanings. I mean, he's not only going to this thing with Marjorie Taylor Greene and Matt Gates; he's also going to this other neo-christic uh, gathering that's happening at the same time in town. Like this neo-christic, like, yeah, it's like Christian maggots uh, gathering at a oh, church. I see, I see. It's like yeah, so. He's one of those. Uh, it's a- Annie Biggs, Paul Gosar, um, and there we lost you again. And then came, I don't know what's in via Zoom or something. We'll figure it out. Um, it's reloading, and you guys will have to hear. Let's see. Am I getting close? Yeah, I got two minutes. I'll I'll bring him back in. I don't mind hearing that song. It's a good time. Um, but Paul Gosar, <clears throat> on a personal note, that's how he strikes me. Um, Everybody dance. Uh, oh, and that didn't work. All right. So it's hap- it might be happening on his end. We'll figure it out during the during the break. Yep, he w- it went away. There we go. It's the damn Russians again. They're attacking it. Um, I will fix that during the break. I might bring him in via Zoom or some other source. There's, al- there's always options. We can always make it happen. Um, but uh, they are, let's see, um, the, I wanted to find, yeah, the the flyer for this thing is another thing like where essentially these folks are just going there f- at, for publicity with a certain crowd that they think will be necessary to the next round of elections. That's really what this is about. That by going to this, this is CPAC is dead. Long live CPAC. That's what this is. They're going to these gatherings because this is effectively the real CPAC. This, you know, and which is stunning, uh, you know, that, that it, it happened so quickly that CPAC's influence waned. But what came in to replace it were these uh, pseudo-Christian, um, right-wing, anti-vax, uh, stop-the-steal, you know, crowd gatherings that effectively are replacing the Trump rallies. Um, and he's going to be back out there, allegedly. Uh, I don't think they'll last long. But we'll tell you why when we come back from the break. I'll be back right after this. This is the Creator Program, Mega Worldwide on WCPD Radio, Chicago's Progressive Talk. Will Johnny be back? Absolutely. I'm going to fix it. Welcome back to the Hal Sparks Radio Program, Mega Worldwide. It's now time for the happy ending. Yay! Yay! I mean, I, I don't know what more happy ending uh, we need than than Trump la- launching Trump Media Group some vague date this summer with his own social media platform that he's either buying or, or uh, you know, human centipeding himself to um, in, a, in, a, in a valiant attempt at digital relevance again, trying to get, we'll get the Twitter band back together, you know. Um, that part of it alone is just... Uh, just, I mean, it's gonna be adorable. Like it's the the, sure. the flailing mess of the Trump media group this summer will be. It will be the Trump stakes and the Trump airlines and the Trump football of social media um, and television networks. And I, please, please, if there are internet media gods, and I may pray to them, please give Trump his own nightly show where he calls into his own show um, with just a, that gro- that angry picture of him that they always put up on Fox News with his giant eyebrows. 
and where he just it is like on the phone our host Donald Trump and it's just him rambling into a phone at you know all of it and just a disgrace the whole thing's a disgrace and it's not and things like you've never seen like no one's ever seen before the worst it's just bad you know like I want to see just interview after interview where he just cuts off the people who are you know calling in who are his guests. I just beautiful. I just want that so bad. Trump, please, if anyone is around you and besides Don Jr. watching my stuff because he watches it in a panic after I handed him his took us last week uh, uh, with the Jimmy Carter thing. Um, If uh, if anybody else in your circle watches you, please let them know that we desperately we at the House Parks radio program, Mega Worldwide. I think all of the sexy liberal podcasting network certainly. David Pakman wants this as well. I have no doubt. Um, and, and yeah, and uh, all of us like desperately, Spider-Man. yes, want your own. Trump must have his own nightly television show where you just get it right from the gander. Just we just want. <laughs> I desperately. <laughs> we kind of demand it. We yeah. I insist. I insist. And and I want him to do his show. Like Rush Limbaugh, by hook or by crook, you know, if you got to medicate yourself to go on, do it. Just just while you're telling people that all drug dealers are awful and need to be locked up, you're totally hyped up on crushed Sudafed and and benzos. Please, please be on television every (laughs) night that you'll I guarantee it'll be like a lightning. You can do your own political apprentice show. That's going to happen, by the way. That will be one thing that they will pilot and fail. Um, And then Don Jr. or Ivanka will end up running the show in the second season because no one will want to watch it. They're going to do the the political apprentice on his own show. And Mark Burnett will roll in and support it. And I, oh my God. And we'll all just be, we'll all die of popcorn overdoses watching the massive fail that is there. Now that said, um, in our few minutes left, there is some actual good news this week. Bring it. Um, there's a ceasefire in the Israeli-Palestinian uh, hot war. Um, at, with all the tension and the and the buildup and the violence and the horror of that circumstance, there's obviously still tension. They're obviously still, you know, uh, uh, near the Al-Aqsa Mosque. There's, you know, there's still, you know, protesters and they're fighting against police and but not missiles flying. And that, I think, is the distinction that is important to anybody trying to get. Um, oh, and congratulations. A- 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 Aggie in our uh, chat room. Um, uh, COVID is almost giving up in Sweden. She got her second Pfizer on Thursday. So in uh, in a week and a half, Aggie, you're going to you've got you'll reach the same immunity that I have because uh, I got Pfizer as well. Mm-hmm. Um it Sam uh, Sam Squanches in our chat room says not exactly a, a complete ceasefire. Do we ever really expect that of that? Um, um, not really. I mean, it's an ongoing problem. It is a it, it is it is one of those problems where it is uh, it is more complexity than solution all the time. Yeah, and that's the reality of it. Um, much like border politics. They are much more complexity than solution. The solutions that do come happen in in different se- sectors. It is like homelessness in Los Angeles. 
It is not one thing causing all of it. It's not just drugs and mental health. It's it, it, we have drug tourists. We have uh, sex offenders who can't uh, rent or buy in any areas they can afford. So they end up on the street and therefore reoffend. And then they, you know, they, you know, it's a great way for them to hide. And then there's people who've just fallen through the cracks temporarily who can be helped with normal work programs. There's a lot there. That's why there's, there need be as many solutions as there are problems within the overarching view of what we view as homelessness. Same thing is true of the Israeli-Palestinian conflict. There is, there are, there are, as many solutions needed as individual problems within that structure. And one thing is not going to do it. I mean, two-state solution is the broadest base version of that, but it's the most cartoonish version of the solution. Let's just do that. You know, how about you guys over there and you guys over there, like a, like a 70s sitcom where somebody's put duct tape down the middle of the masking tape. Yeah, totally. That, I mean, that, like, that was a joke in the 70s. That was, it was a trope used all the time. The kids would always divide the room up between themselves. That was as, you know, as simple as you could get, but that's the one that most people blocked onto because it's the most easy to comprehend in the short term. And it seems to have, like, if you do that, then at least we've got some semblance of a point to work from, you know, rules in a, in a game to operate within. And that's yeah. tough. And it's always going to be tough. But... It is certainly better when there are not missiles flying. And that's, that is the good news this week, that the missiles uh, are not away, hallelujah. And, um, and over the course of, we will certainly... Den Zone reference. <laughs> it absolutely was. Thank you for noticing. Yeah. Um, and by the way, um, uh, Paul Manafort, um, even with his... Uh, th- there's a story coming up. It'll, we'll, it'll play out over the next week and a half. But Paul Manafort might be in trouble beyond the uh, the pardon that he got, um, because because he was already in jail, he got pardoned for a very distinct crime, not the ones they didn't bother to prosecute because he was already going down for other stuff. So it looks like they're going to be uh, you know craw- crawling up his cavities, looking at the crimes that he committed. And in terms of Trump, there might be financial attachments there. So, anyways, I, I, look, we're almost to the end of the show. I want to remind everybody, tonight, 8 o'clock Pacific time, if you're a patron, please join me for the uh, live stream of the uh, of Twelfth Night, where I play Malvolio. Yeah, um, yeah I, I, did, I mean, it's, it's, it's a feather in your cap to have just done Shakespeare and, and feel like I did it justice. I really do. So uh, that was a that was a joy to do. Everybody was loved. Create our program, Mega Worldwide on WCPD Radio, Chicago's Progressive Talk. Will Johnny be back? Absolutely. I'm going to fix it. <laughs>